Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 255 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thanks for uh, for stopping by. Thanks for checking it out today. Now, before I introduce today's guest, there's some freaking exciting stuff coming up just down the road a wee bit, and that is the Craft Beer Label Design course launching again on June 22nd. Now, we launched this at the beginning of this year, and I said, it's only open for a few days, and then we're shutting it down. Now, we're opening it up again, and I didn't think we could make it better because it was already so good, but we managed to. We've added a workbook to the program. We got Nick Longo back doing an Adobe Dimension walkthrough, an introduction for designers, and I was blown away by that tool. We've also got more modules on specialty finishing with labels. There's so much, so much more. Oh, you know what? The other one too that's pretty awesome I'm excited about is branding a brewery is now also part of the course. Not just labels. We're going big with the branding of a brewery this time. Awesome. It's such a great course opening up on June 22nd. It will not open a day sooner and it's only open for a few days after that. Now, if you cannot wait until June 22nd and you want to start learning label design right now, go to printdesignacademy.com and get the free guide there to start learning and understanding how some of the best labels are created, the secrets to incredible label designs. Printdesignacademy.com and keep your eye out for that June 22nd. Something special going on there. So, today's guest. Today's guest is Patty Nguyen. She's a visual designer out of the Bay Area. She's worked with Apple, BlackBerry, Camp and King, uh, the San Jose Giants, and so many more. During this episode, she tells us about two people who really pointed her down that creative path. One being a family friend. She tells us that story. The other, the martial arts instructor. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that curve coming, did ya? We also talk about a list of dope-ass design stuff. We then get into the story time, let's call it, right? She tells us about some design work she did for a BlackBerry conference and how the measurements kind of went sideways. You know, when I think about like measurements going wrong for like events or things like that, do you remember Zoolander where you know, he's got like the, the mini school? How can the children learn if they can't fit in the school? You know, if you know, you know. Patty also tells us about why right now is the most challenging period of time that she's faced in her career, how she's navigating those waters. Tells us about what it was like doing design work on the Apple Care team and what they worked on there. Get into a logo that she created and how it all came together and why she's so proud of it. We talk awesome books. She has a great knock-knock joke in this one. So pay attention for that. And then another gem of an ask it forward question. This episode is packed. Patty is an absolutely rad person to chat with and you're going to dig it. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it. My guest today, Miss Patty Nguyen. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? 
Patty, welcome to the Quickie Podcast. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for being on the show. Now, before we get too committed, too into this conversation, Patty, are you ready for a Quickie? I am more than ready. (laughs) Perfect. I believe it. I saw the face. I believe it. So I'm going to start by kicking this over to you and briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Yeah. So uh, I'm a visual designer in the Bay Area. I've worked in print. I've worked in sports. I've worked at tech. Um, I freelance. I do video. I do photography. I shoot weddings. I like I just love being able to give back um, in terms of design like or visual content for whoever needs it, whether it's small business or people, et cetera. Yeah. I love that. So you like all things visual design. Literally. Like, <laughs> dabbling in the video. We've got the photos going on. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That'll keep your days full. Yeah. I think the one issue with that is having my girlfriend, she's like, well, where's time for me? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but isn't this cool? Do you like this? <laughs> That's great. But look at this new lens. Look what it can do. <laughs> that's more accurate than you think. I just came from Best Buy and she's like, Oh, what do you think about this lens? I'm like, I think that's great, but we got to buy this cord for my monitor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's focus, focus on the cords. This is, we got to focus here. (laughs) So the freelance thing, Patty, how long have you been in that game? Since I've been alive. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I think it, it took on a little bit more hardcore, maybe like six years ago or something. Just word of mouth and referrals. People like, oh, she kind of dabbles in Photoshop. Like she knows the camera things. And everyone just started saying, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Um, So then I was like, yeah, let's just see what you guys have going on and let's see how I can help. That's cool. And do you you sort of find it stressful sometimes? You know, have you ever been in that situation where you're, okay, what's the next job? Okay, what's next? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I find it more stressful in terms of like, sometimes I'm like, I need to find an assistant that can help me with communications or being able to like pass along pricing guides because I like doing the work, but then sometimes just communicating and being fully transparent is like the hardest part because it's like, oh, sorry, I didn't respond back to you within 24 hours. Like my mind slipped because I'm so busy. So I think that's where I feel really guilty and stressful is like not being able to communicate more and build like more of a foundation of these relationships. I mean, once everyone gets to know me, they're like, oh my God, you're like just so fun to hang out with. And it's like, yeah. And I'm sorry that I suck at building that foundation (laughs) of our relationship there. No, that's common though for, you know, really creative people to not be stellar on like what I would call the admin side of things. (laughs) That's a good point. Like my plumber is the same way. Like we were, we took us like three weeks to schedule him and he's like, sorry, I just don't like paperwork. I like putting in the toilets. I like hand, handing you guys your nice, nice Toto, but hate billing. I hate paperwork. I hate all of them. Like I feel you, Scott. I'm, I'm totally with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's a, it's a big pressure, especially in the freelance game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Patty, I want to kick this back a little bit further in time. We sort of got a, like a, a brief little snapshot of the last six years. You're hustling, doing the freelance thing, mm-hmm. um, not getting back to people within 24 hours. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to kick this back further. What was your childhood like? Do you feel that you had a creative childhood that sort of steered you in this direction? Oh, yes, 100%. So I wish it was something like, oh, man, my dad or my mom 
but like I guess my dad kind of he started off with like the camera and I, I was like can I touch it he's like no no this is very expensive you cannot try to play with it I'm like oh so then I'd, I'd always try to jump in front of it and then finally I was like you know what I want to make enough money that I can pay for my own camera so then I started saving up stuff and at the time I was a martial arts instructor um, at Ernie Reyes West Coast Martial Arts and okay. they were like we need posters and then my boss at the time, Quadrant Margie, was like, you know, I think you're pretty good at this. Do you want to try, like, making some posters for the thing? I'm like, sure. So I teach on the floor three hours, go up there for an hour, come back down, teach more kids and adults. And then they're like, oh, we need more. We need more. And I'm like, wow. And she's like, you know, I think you can really make this a career. So she actually helped push me into being more creative digitally, which I thought was pretty amazing. So, so this was the martial arts instructor at the place where you were wearing saw this in you and started like, Hey, you mm -hmm. got something here. Yeah. I never thought it was possible. I thought it was just fun. Like, you know, I grew up with Mar like Microsoft word and playing with the word art and like, Oh, I want to make a fun book report. But she was the one that <laughs> said, I think your photography plus like digital design can be something. And I said, Oh shoot. Like maybe, cause I was taking photos of the classes and then I put them up on the posters and then there she was like, yeah, I think this is great. So she kind of nurtured it that way. That's cool. Now, did you have any other like family members or anything that could, you know, talk to you about that creative world or the creative landscape or design at all? Or was it, were you sort of like the first one in your family heading in that direction? Essentially. Yeah. So my brother, he's so smart. He like graduated from UC Davis, you know, chemical engineer. My other sister went to like UOP and then, and then my, I, I found that my, my third sister and I, we mm -hmm. kind of really mesh well, like, socially and with communications um but then we're just like what do we do with that how can we use our network of people to like help us in life and then we realize like i think this is what we need to do is just help people with whatever their needs are mm -hmm. um and then so she kind of like loves being able to help out like interior design fine sales kind of thing whereas like i'm like okay how can i help you get creative content um, other than that, my aunt Katie was also kind of a photographer at the time too. She was like, oh, you should look into this camera. You should use Flickr as a hosting site. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> so um, it started kind of like talking to people and dabbling around. But if like there's true like family inspiration, my best friend Sabrina and her best friend Lee, they like were kind of building a bunch of stuff on Instagram when it was still new at the time. And they're like, oh, these photos are fantastic. And I was like, mm -hmm. hey, I need to learn from this girl, Lee Tang. Like, you're amazing. Teach me. And then she's like, oh, sure. Yeah, it's nothing much. So here you go. And I was like, all right. So she so, showed you sort of around that, you know, initial sort of like Instagram design area, you know, getting into that creative and putting things out there on that platform. 100%. It was like, it didn't matter like what kind of thing she shot that day. She would just post, post on Facebook. She would post on Instagram and everyone just was like, oh my God, more and more. And I saw that there was such a need that I was like, okay, hey, I, I now kind of feel we can like go in a direction. And I started feeling a little bit more confident and being able to like push things out. And then that one thing led to another, Sabrina's uncle um, started, well, had this like kind of software like agency. Um, and he's like, come work for me, be an intern, like be a designer. And I was like, I don't have any training whatsoever. And he's like, doesn't matter. You'll find somebody that'll mentor you. Even that I'll mentor you. And he kind of started that conversation too. Like, what kind of design do you want to do? And I was like, why can't it just be all design? He's like, no, Patty, there's like industrial design, there's digital design, there's print design. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I like it. So that's, that's cool. Of, yeah. So that was like an early sort of immersion into that world 
where you were sort of on the peripheral of it. You kind of dig it. And you're, mm-hmm. but but the it was it Sabrina's uncle like really pulled you into it and said, okay, now this is what this world looks like. Yes. Where do you want to go within it? Exactly. Yeah. He was such a pivotal, like all these people that I'm entering all pivotal. I like it, it. I wouldn't have been able to do anything without them. Um, because I remember telling Quadrant and Marge, like, I'm so sorry. I think I have to go. I'm going to work for Sabrina's uncle. And Sabrina was also part of the martial arts community at the time too. So she's like, you know what? You got to do it, get there. And so every time now, like I get a new job, I make sure I call them and just say, listen, like I got this job and I just want to say thank you because without those initial steps, I would have never been able to get out there and she's like this is awesome or he's like that's awesome i'm so proud of you so it's nice that's cool awesome so you have sabrina's uncle pulls you into it shows you the world and you start getting deeper and deeper into that design space is there you know on this path is there a specific design or illustration or piece of art or something that you saw or learned about and it's just stuck with you since something that you know that influential that's a really good question too. I think I remember at the time back then there was like, uh, you know, my art director or creative director, he was like, you know, you should look at blogs and things. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like it, re- <laughs> <laughs> it really was just, I felt so like sickened because I was like, I feel like I'm an imposter. I feel like I don't really know, but I know that I want to be in here. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a time that I saw stuff uh, from like, you know, was it the future? And I just remember seeing like their designs were kind of cool. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of neat. And then I started entering school for it. Um, and so this is kind of crazy. But one of the senior art shows that San Jose State was putting out, um, two, two shows, Fresh Meat 2014 and Rough Cut 2015, mm-hmm. their design was just so beautiful. And I couldn't like even wrap my head of how this thing came together. And I, I, I was like, what's a senior show? Why, how come these 30 designers are, you know, came together and put all this together? And like, well, how can I get there to that level? And I started researching like, you know, okay, there's schools that are involved. There's private schools, there's like public schools, there's people that just do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, th- I think like seeing those two seniors and I'll probably try to find a bike, find a, like the graphic for it. So you can kind of see it. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I just, I want this. I want to be able to create this. And I feel like I was searching for that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So did you say fresh meat 2015? Uh, fresh meat 2014 and rough cut 2015. Like it was just mind blowing to me at that time. I was like, what the heck? Like, I, I'll try to see if I can find it. And like, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send it over to me after this. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you have these, these two things that come up sort of in similar time spans that you look at and you go, what the heck is happening here? Like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. We're taking sort of that idea of, you know, influential, you know, designs or your artwork or whatever that may be, are there designers or brands um, who you look up to and closely follow? Yeah, that's, that's an awesome question. So I started realizing that the stuff that I started to like has been growing, you know, it doesn't matter if you're an industrial designer, like, you know, any type of designer, I, I just couldn't believe what I was kind of like grabbing into. Um, so I started creating like an Excel sheet called a list of dope ass design stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it like has conferences, it has like, um, you know, different agent, like agencies within areas. So I have San Jose Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, Southern California, other places, dope people, resources that I can get to. And yeah. so that way I can just kind of like go in and press the link. And every time I need something like this, 
mind blowing. Like, you know, like there's the art of the menu when I just need to create menu. There's um, brand new for like all the corporate identity comparisons. And I just like, wow, what is this? Like the world is so beautiful and how can I keep holding on to it? You know? Mm -hmm, exactly. Just sort of seeing, you know, all of these creatives and all of these events and all of these different things and, and their impact and their influence on the design and creative field. Definitely. I like, um, if we want to like, take a look at like what and lever, they're do like doing something pretty amazing. I love their stuff. It, there one they did for like photography of like Crosby square of taking this mirror of shoes and they put the shoes on top of the mirror and then they just take photos of that. But it's just so revolutionary. I'm like, Oh, that's a different way of taking shoe photography. But the thing that really got me was like their trans world surf redesign. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh, like they took that original magazine and just really modernized it. And then they were able to just like bring it out, which was so sad. Cause I think like a couple years after the magazine just shut itself down, I think it's just due to the whole print, you know, and people not being able to like buy as much print anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything was so digital, but their, their, their case study on that was just, Oh my gosh. I look forward to it. Like every time I see it, I'm like, God, that's what design's about, you know? Yeah. That's absolutely a great one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Patty, the next few questions, and I have to get there and I'm sorry. No, please. But take you away. through part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull those stories out and share those with the listeners. Yeah. After that, we'll turn this around and we'll finish up in a happy place. Oh, I love it. Yeah. In terms of making mistakes, there have been so many, but it's also a good, like I realized like any mistake made is a great lesson learned. Um, one time I was working at BlackBerry and we did two um, conferences, one in New York and one in London. Wow. And it was crazy because my project manager's time, project manager at the time was giving me measurements all in like, you know, inches and feet, but never converted it to metric. Uh -huh. And it was just one of those things where once I got everything out, we sent it to the printer and I just woke up in a startle and I said, oh, was it in the right like metrics? And I like emailed them at three in the morning. I'm like, are you guys awake? Is anyone awake? And my creative director was like, you're going to be fine. We already sent the right measurements over. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. And then like, sure enough, next morning they said, Hey, like things are getting printed kind of weird. They're either too big or they're too small. And I was like, I knew it. And so we had to like send things through. And I was like, Oh my gosh, London, you know, versus New York, of course they'd be in different like measuring systems. Yeah. yeah. Well, why didn't I do that? So um, luckily we didn't <laughs> like cost the production too much money, which is so great. Um, and it was, it, it all worked, but that was like, ha ha, you know, my heart, that's an international event, you know? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's a huge, international. <laughs> oh man. Okay. That's a, that's a specific story. And I've, I love that. I want to just sort of back up a little bit and go a little bit more general with the first one here. Mm -hmm. Do you, or, or, or ask this way, what has been the most challenging period of time in your design career so far? Why was that challenging and how did you get through it? Oh, you know what? I feel like I'm kind of in this mode right now um, where it is the most challenging. Interesting. I think you fight yourself in terms of like, how do I design? Because my pa my passions lie in the fact that I design for the client and not for myself. Every client is different, you uh -huh. know, and you don't have a set style. You shouldn't have a set style. Um, and, but then it's like, do I feel satisfied creatively? And uh -huh. do I feel satisfied in terms of the work that I'm doing, but then I know that it's the work that they need and they want. And sometimes like, especially with corporate tech, you know, you have so many different rules and teams that you have to like 
you know, pass all the checks by. And they're like, oh, you know what? This doesn't work for us. And the other team is like, oh, this does work for us. And you're like, okay, well, how do I mesh those two ideas? And I feel like that's why I still have a bit of freelance work also on the side. So that way I can still kind of stretch the creative arms while being able to be within the range. So I feel like that's trying to find that balance is like this most challenging time right now in design. So when you say that balance, you're talking like the balance between having that sort of corporate contract work where it's, you know, this is your brand, this is the guidelines, this is the the walls that you need to stay within, but then having that freelance work to really fulfill that like experimental creative side. Definitely. Yeah. Like how, how crazy can I take it versus like, you know, how, restricted can you be because i think both ways is very good you you should mm-hmm. always be open to being as restricted in this tight box because it's like how can i build something beautiful within a tight constraint versus also like how crazy can you go um because what i noticed is that when i worked at another agency camp and king i wasn't going crazy enough and i thought i was going crazy and then they're like no go bigger and looking back i realized like i could have gone even crazier and they would have been so for it but i was so used to corporate boxing that I just said, Oh, this is like as best I can go, you know? And now I hate myself for it. So that's what I'm trying to find. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hate yourself. It's just look for the next opportunity to really go crazy with it. Definitely. (laughs) Got it. So you, you started this off with, um, actually, so before I get there, I want to back up just a little bit. So you're working through this time right now Mm -hmm. where you're, you're trying you're feeling challenged and struggling with that balance between having the creative work that lets you do what you want, but also, you know, the, maybe it's the security or the, um, all of the things that come with having that contract in that tech world where it's good to have some guidelines and and work within those. Um, how do you find yourself sort of navigating it? What's the next steps? Like where are you stuck right now? Yeah, that's also a great question. I think it comes down to also like realizing that you're a small piece of a really large world puzzle. And Mm -hmm. it's not just about like my gains. It's also about my teammates gains Mm -hmm. and like the people on the other side, like, you know, what's all our goals are all same, same, but different, which I love saying. (laughs) And it's like, I realize that a part of me will grow each time. And I have to like, look forward to that growth instead of trying to say like selfishly, I want to be able to be the person that said, Oh yeah, the 90 degree turn on this era was all mine. But it's like, that's not it. Right. It's like, there's so much more that's going around it. And it, like, I realize that as long as like, I see my people and everyone else like winning with me and growing up mm-hmm. with me, mm-hmm. I think that's like the biggest thing to look forward to and have to remember that I don't need all that creative freedom. I just need to be able to grow. And I think I get to do that every day, which is nice. So it sounds like you're, you're almost balanced between the fulfill, the personal fulfillment and the team fulfillment. Precisely. Right? Where you're like, I love that my team is growing, but I'm like, I'm not really feeling this. And then other times it's, I'm digging this, but oh, does it help the team? Yes. Yeah, it's like when you're in like third grade and you're learning the multiplication tables, you're like, I already know nine times seven and 63. Come on, guys, like get there, you know? But then I realized that maybe someone else just didn't grasp it like, like easy enough. And you should want to like celebrate their wins as much as they want to celebrate yours. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's where I had the most challenging thing because it's like, how much do I want personal growth versus like being able just to grow? And I had to like really wrestle with my head in that. Yeah. And I imagine that that's a constant wrestling match. Always. Cause it's like, am I, am I being, you know, kind of a tyrant, you know, and, and saying like, let's do this, let's do this. And I'm like, wait, am I doing this because I want it that badly? And I'm just going mm-hmm. 
triple extra mile when they just need it to be like just the extra mile, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> love it. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. So we've, we've talked about one specific project where you took me to sort of that, that Blackberry one where the measurements got, you know, mixed up with it's metric and, and what is the other one? Metric and I know, Imperial, I, I, isn't it Imperial? I think you might be right. Cause I, I always just, I always know metric and I'm like, I don't even care for the other one. I was like, the wrong one, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The metric and Imperial here are two differences. So do you have another story? Cause the, the next one that I want to get, and I love hearing these stories. So mm. I, if you can take us to another specific design or specific project that you were a part of that did not go well, did not bring the desired result. Um, do you have one of those? What was that like? That's a good question too. Yeah. Um, I, hmm, is it in terms of a big project or do you feel like in terms of a small project? It can be either one. Some of them, uh, some of the stories could be where, you know, you're working with a local small business and there's a typo and <laughs> the new website <laughs> you created for them and it goes up. Or it could be, you know, the giant packaging project that was done for a huge global company and the dye line was backwards or the size was wrong or something like that. Gosh, yeah, that's a good question. Okay, so there was one time I was working, well, it was a freelance project. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where I get shy of maybe commitment slash communication because I think you feel when you get a new creative kickoff, you're like, oh, pff, easy, I can do this. And it was, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you don't even need to tell me like anything else. Like, so it was um, supposed to be like a kind of like a sign corporate identity thing that was supposed to be a partnership between um, a major company in the area and yeah. a smaller farm. And they needed, you know, large, uh, a large poster brochures and just like an entire little print suite for an event that they're having. Mm -hmm. And I totally missed the mark. I think I, I was like, Oh yeah. Children's little farm plus corporate. I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it, you know, blank with these circles and it's going to be awesome. And I realized like it was not a successful event at all. Um, one, I never got them. I not, never got the assets back to them fast enough to be able to have enough marketing time. Um, and also like the, colors and the palette and the illustrations just didn't even like match what they were trying to go for theme wise. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you look back and you look, you know, you, you kind of cringe, like why, <laughs> did, cringe. Why, why did you do that? And like, why didn't you talk to more people? Why didn't you set up more meetings? Um, why didn't you kind of get a, a better feel of the ambiance? And that's when I realized like, wow, you were so amateur in that time thinking that you knew it all. And now uh, my design really heavily is involved with, you know, what's your goal? Who's the audience? Like, what's your marketing timeline? How can I help you build like, mm -hmm. and, and help your business rather than allowing design to dictate everything? Like how can design help you with mm -hmm. that business bottom line instead of like taking over and be like, I'm the master of design. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> so when you, when you created that project, um, mm -hmm. did you, did you, how do I word this? So did, when you presented that to the customer, mm -hmm. was there a, direction within that where they were like that ain't it or did you decide that that wasn't the right fit that's a good question too it, it it was like almost like kind of ignorance on both sides i it was a friend uh friend's father and he was like this is beautiful love it and again i didn't give them enough time to even like 
change anything. And it was like mm-hmm. a week before they contacted me like a month out. And I was like, great, shipped it, loved it. They're going to be great. No need to check in a follow-up. And now like, I must follow up on how things did. What, what are the analytics and like the numbers that happened after? Because I want to be able to learn through the mistakes. Cause even like, we don't even talk about it. I still just, you know, I, I, I'm being very vulnerable by even talking about it. Cause I've never told anybody that how big of a screw up that really was. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh gosh, I, I, I hope to, I can repay that back one day. Yeah, you just didn't feel it. It didn't perform. It didn't do. And and looking back on it, you know, knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. you go, that was just not a fit. Oh my gosh. Yes. You could have made something, anybody could have made anything better in like paint or PowerPoint. And, and but <laughs> there was just like so much thought. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're going to like these gradients and circles and blank canvas. And it's going to be flowers made out of like illustrative shapes. And it's like, God, uh, you know. And you realize like that is so secondary. You don't need to care too much about the other. You need to think about what's the overall thing and then how do you design for it? So, yep. Wow. Yeah, I hear you there. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn this bus around for you now because I want to hear about a project that you've been a part of that mm-hmm. you are the most proud of. One that just makes your heart sing. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, I guess there's two projects. One that I'm currently working on at Apple right now, um, a team of, uh, and I, we're part of the Apple Care mm-hmm. um, media production team, which has been really nice. And so we kind of have been creating this new style guide project. And so I get to work with this amazing um, designer named Scott and my coworker, Megan. And we're just kind of like, been we've been able to like really dive in and like, you know, challenge things and like think, oh, what's this in terms of color? And like, what's this in terms of shapes? And how does this resonate for the, like the, the readers and, and like, how can they take a like a take away the most visual content uh, like as much as they can and like be able to you know be successful in their like take aparts and put togethers um which is kind of nice and then in terms of another project um i was able to work together with this dental brand um uh, in fresno california with another friend of mine named alex and that was really interesting because like they're a japanese like a Japanese family that's been in the area since like for 40 plus years, their last names mean river. It's like, uh, their name is like Kawano. And we were just like, okay, well, what do you guys like feel? And they're like, well, we love the, our community. We want to show that we give back to the community and we, but we want branding that's different. We don't want teeth. You know, we don't want this. And like, <laughs> I was, I was say, like, oh, so you made the teeth shape out of a river. Yeah, you, you would think. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's got to be easy, Tiff. And then they're like, you know, we just want something like a little bit bold and a little bit different. And we're like, all right, how do we do this? So we at first we tried like toothpaste in us, like a shape of a river. So it looked like toothpaste flowing. And I was like, oh, this is genius. They're going to love it. And then um, we presented and they're like, this kind of looks like fire. And we don't want that. And we're like, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So then the next one, we're like, here, there's like, three shapes and it's like a dad a mom and a kid and they're like "Mm, is that like kosher because like there's different types of families like for sure for sure (laughs) we just kept like experimenting but it came out to a point where it was kind of like almost like a family a japanese family symbol and the the river turns sideways so it almost looks like the clovis hills also so it can Mm -hmm. it can be very ambiguous it's like rivers but then also hills and then it has a little kanji stamp that is like their name in kanji, which is kind of you because like there's always like that Japanese woodblock signature that you always see at the bottom of prints. Mm-hmm. So it was very that 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 
project put together was also really beautiful. Um, and so now they're uh, they're up, they're running, they got a new building, you know, it's there. And I just, I love it every time I see it. I'm like, wow, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Who did that logo? My God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, so now I got a couple of questions that are, that give us a little bit of a glimpse into what you got cooking sort of outside of the design world, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to ask, what is a book that you have recently read or a blog or an article or anything like that that you've recently read, uh, maybe even a podcast you've listened to that really stuck with you, that you really enjoyed or you really got something out of? Yeah, um, it's a little bit different because it, it's like not so design related, but it made me realize that doing what you love doesn't mean you'll be like financially stable in life. <laughs> yes. And, and you need to have like multiple streams of income. So that way that you can be able to do what you want to do. And like, mm-hmm. and to me, it's like, I love helping people. So sometimes I'm like, here, you'll get the friends and family, right? Even if you're not friends and family. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, but I just can't afford you. I'm like, it's okay. We'll just make it work. You can pay me in like food later. Um, <laughs> pay me in burritos. <laughs> yeah, literally. And, and just like, I would rather help, you know? So this, this book that um, my girlfriend and I read, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. Um, which has been very helpful because I think it's being able to think of finance as like uh, another industry rather than thinking of something that's so personal to you. Like how can I take the wealth that I have and grow it? You know, like someone can give you a hundred dollars, but what's that hundred dollars if you spend it on like sushi versus like if you invest it into something and then you can kind of have multiple streams of revenue and not have to worry about the end of the day, like, shoot, did I charge that person enough? So that way I can make it by the end of the week. And so that's kind of been shaping my life now a little bit more. Yeah, that's one that I haven't read. I've heard a lot about that book, but I haven't actually read that book yet. Um, so I'm going to bump it up the list. But nice. I, I, I totally get what you mean by sort of, you know, understanding finances a bit more. I'm listening to an audiobook right now called Naked Money. Ooh. And it just breaks down, you know, money and the financial system and how it all works and inflation and interest rates and how all of that comes together. Because it's so much more than like, yeah, a hundred bucks. It means that you can go out and buy stuff up to a hundred bucks. That's right. No, no, no. There's so much more to that. How did they determine that that's worth a hundred bucks? Like how all that kind of stuff. So that's another cool one too, that it's sort of finance related. It's dizzying at sometimes when you're listening, you're trying to picture all of these finance pieces come together. Naked money. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Naked money. Perfect. So Patty, this next one's a little bit selfish of a question, um, but tell me your best joke. <laughs> okay. Um, can you put your uh, pointer finger up? Yeah. And then wiggle it. Yeah. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Woo. Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. It doesn't get any better than that. Really. That's fantastic. I'm going to tell my kids that after this. <laughs> Especially if they're like sad or depressed and you get that little finger, you're like, ah, yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be mad, dad. Stop it. How dare you get my finger to wiggle. (laughs) That's great. Well, Patty, you've reached the point of the show for the ask it forward question. This is where I have a question for you from my last guest and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So first up. My last guest was Mr. Steve Green, who was a senior creative director at Nike out of Portland, Oregon. And he wanted to ask you, if you were not in the design game, in the design world, not doing anything design, 
<laughs> what would you be doing? He took my question. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I make jokes about it all the time. I think I'd be a tour guide somewhere, somehow, like on a boat or even like Jungle Cruise at Disneyland, just telling those jokes and trying to make people smile. I think that is like my, my most ideal. Thing I love it. Do. I'm picturing a whole train of people. Everybody put up your finger. We're going yeah. back and forth. <laughs> I like I just love them, like everyone down and they're you guys see the arrows you know <laughs> yeah like, it was fun <laughs> that'd be so fun I go immediately back to a memory of being on the um, Universal Studios tram ride when I was a kid mm-hmm. where you go around on that tram and you go through like the Jaws area and Jaws comes up out of the water at you and it was <laughs> such a cool experience oh, I love it yeah that I, I I got really freaked out when that happened I was like gosh <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, I went and then right after that, they had like the backdraft one where the whole thing is on fire around you and you can feel like the actual heat. And it was like, that was crazy. Dude, it's yeah. Universal Studios can make some magic down there. You're like, it's incredible. And Mm -hmm. then the one I also remember was the earthquake one where you go into the earthquake simulator on the tram ride and a whole bloody subway train crashes through the roof. Yep. So awesome. It's unreal. I yeah, I experienced it like four years ago, and I was like, "Gosh!" Like you know, every every turn I went, I I was out of breath. I needed water, and I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> this is a thirsty trip. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Patty, what is your ask it forward question for my next guest? What movie or TV show has made you really think or rethink in terms of your life? Does that make sense? Yeah. Or yeah, cool. Like yeah. cool. Uh, Cause like my quote that I kind of live by too is like um, Harvey or whatever, Harvey Dent in uh, Batman. Yeah. And he's like, you live long enough to see yourself turn a villain or you die a hero. And it's, it's almost true. You know, wow. you, you got to. That's right. I just watched that recently. So I remember that one. Oh, neat. Yeah. I, I feel like sometimes you just, you have to know like when it's your time, like to go and like move yeah. on or else you stay long enough to be disgruntled and you're like, ah, I hate this job. Yep, I hear you. Um, so, what about this by saying the is there a movie show, a movie or TV show that has caused you to rethink things in your life or change your perspectives? Perfect. Yeah, I like beautiful. That. Love it. Awesome. And with that, Patty, you have reached the end of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been great, Dave. I've had the best time I've ever had on a Monday. Like I, I have truly enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> All right. That is the end of today's episode. Thank you everybody so much for listening. I told you Patty was an absolutely rad person. Now get over to printdesignacademy.com and start learning how the best label designs are created. Those label design secrets on how to create something that just jumps off the shelf. Printdesignacademy.com for that free guide and the craft beer label design course launches June 22nd. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.